Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Tired Mummy Podcast, a safe platform where we can openly discuss the highs and lows of parenthood, judgment-free. Join me in authentic conversations with mums and dads from across the globe. Let's help each other feel less alone, let's grow and feel better in our parenting skin together. Come join our tribe while we get into some real talk. And don't forget, bring your coffee. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Alice Lanesbury, and you're listening to episode number 17. This is our first bonus episode, and today I talk to beautiful mama Micah. She is mum of one and a bonus mum to two teenagers. We have a beautiful chat about all things business and mum life, and we talk a lot about guilt, which um, like mum guilt, which comes up pretty much as soon as you fall pregnant and doesn't really ever leave. But yeah, we just talk about how she deals with that way better than she used to. It's just a really good mum chat. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's get started. Well, welcome to the potty, Micah. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have a mum chat with you today. So can you please kick things off and let the listeners know a little bit about you and what's one piece of parenting advice you wish that you had never listened to? Yeah, so I'm Micah. I live in Bulai, which is about an hour south of Sydney with my husband and my almost four-year-old son and uh, for two teenage stepchildren that are with us some of the time. And then we've got a little dog Billy Ray and four chickens so we live close to the ocean and I really hard through COVID have loved being close to nature and um, yeah I've been always a big city girl I grew up in Germany and I lived on four continents I lived and worked on four continents and always sort of jet setting for my job and 
living in big cities. And when I had my son, we moved down the south coast. And um, yeah, we just love it. Like, we you know, we still sort of go to Sydney, visit friends and stuff, but I really love the life on the coast and a bit slower. And yeah, with mum life, everything changes, right? Yeah, I uh, love the slower life. Um, I lived in a city for quite a few years. And I think when you have kids, it's nice to just, well, slow things down a little bit. It's easy to get caught up in the, just running on a treadmill a little bit. Yeah. And even if, like, everything is more difficult, you're not parking and getting from place to place and um, all the rest of it. And, yeah, but I, I like still having access to Sydney, you know? So yeah. Once a week I go, I go in to the office there. I work as well in a day job, apart from my mama's beans business. So I love sort of having access to the city, but um, being in the serenity of, um, of our home away from the city. Uh, in terms of parenting advice, just, you know, thinking about it, I think in our generation, we're probably a lot more blessed with being supported in doing our thing and finding our way. And it's a lot more acceptable to follow our own path. Uh, and, you know, I had a really supportive environment as well in terms of, you know, husband and family, et cetera. But I think as well, maybe having lived in different places and like being quite comfortable with new situations, I didn't really put much pressure on myself and said, you know, I want to do this thing and then had the disappointment of not doing it. Or, you know, I wanted my child to, I don't know, walk by 12 months and he was only walking, I don't know, about 15 months or something. But I was fine with it. Um, because I didn't put that pressure on myself. So I think it's more within our own heads what we have to sort of make out with our own self. So for me, I think one of the biggest issues in the early days was the my husband, you know, he was a third-time dad. So he had the, I don't know, the chilledness maybe or the confidence of multiple children parent, whereas... You know, I like that and it probably helped me a lot to chill out a little bit more as well. Sometimes I really wanted to have that first time mum, you know, overprotective or maybe over worried. And I don't know, like just over caring as well and just being really close to the baby and all the worries and, you know, that you have when you're a first time mum because you just don't know like everything that's new. So just having in my own head the struggle of, yeah, of trying to be everything is going to be okay and they're going to make it and no but they're so precious and so small and they're mine and like you know I really want to honor honor this time and this experience because it's so unique and, and precious so that was probably the biggest thing for me to sort of find a balance in that and especially as well with the stepchildren who were almost teenage age by that stage and so they're also opinionated in you know, what they knew from their mom and how they grew up and stuff. So it felt like there was four people in the family who had an idea of what parenting should look like. And so navigating that, it wasn't one advice. It was like just navigating what would be, yeah, like what you're comfortable with and finding your own self in that journey was probably the hardest thing. That's part of the journey, right? I remember feeling the same with the conflict of just... <laughs> wanting to be and be present with this tiny little child but then also all of the worries and the sleep and 
if the breastfeeding, are they getting enough? So you've got all of these worries, but then you just want to be present and it's like this constant pulling, like you don't want to forget how little they are, but you're so tired and it's just, it's really hard to find that balance. And I can't even imagine how it would have been having all those external opinions as well, like having to navigate that in your mind and find that balance. But, you know, that's just part of the journey, isn't it? Like we have to go through that. I think nearly every mum goes through something similar. Yeah, and I think it's, I probably only realised it a little bit more after, after that phase, you know, after I've come out of that phase. Looking back at it now, I think it's like, wow, that was really, that was really tough and I was really, you know, I was probably, I always thought, oh yeah, it was fine and loving it, you know, and I'm just sort of going with it and I was really looking forward to being a mum and I love being a mum. And then now I think it was like, wow, in those early days, I was really, I struggled, you know? And it's funny how sometimes only like when reflecting on when you come out of something, you can only see it for what it was, but yeah. And when you come out of that bubble and you're like, whoa, I'm tired and that was hard, but Uh, you're so like in it, you don't even realise. I know. It's like, you know, when you say it's like, oh, I want them to grow up and it's like, I want them you know, to be able, I don't know, like, for example, bleeding through, right? Like yeah. So on one hand, you're like, oh, I want them to, like, stay little and it's so sweet when they sleep on my chest. And then, you know, like, oh, no, I can't. Actually, I'm so glad now that they're able to sleep through. And, you know, nappies is another thing. It was like, well, I want him to stay small, but, I mean, you know, getting out of nappies, I don't ever want to go back to nappies, you know? It's like, I'm so happy we left that stage behind us. That's so funny. Yeah. I wanted to chat to you a bit about um, mums in business because, honestly, I take my hat off to any mum that starts a business because I feel like being a mum is a full-time job in itself, maybe like three time, three full-time jobs. <laughs> so when when we, you know, start our own business, I'm just like, yes, go. Like, this is so good. Um, tell us a little bit about your business and what inspired you to start it? Yeah, so I never thought I would run my own business. You know, I always said to my husband, I was like, I'm a corporate surrender. He always said, oh, like, why don't we start something? You're so good. He runs his own business. And I was like, no, I'm corporate. I can help you, but I'm corporate. And um, and then, you know, going through pregnancy and um and then like breastfeeding as well, you know, all the, some of the stuff that comes with it, the guilt, you know, especially like pregnancy, um, heartburn, and I you always know, love puppy, and in the late stages that heartburn, and also um, I said, oh, the baby's a bit small, and so I thought, oh, is it because of the coffee? Uh, I didn't drink much, and you know, there's no, there's no guidelines or evidence to say that you shouldn't have coffee, but I just still had that in the back of my mind and then when I had my baby when when Max was born he um he had colic like probably most babies yeah on stage and and it was the same it was like oh because I still haven't stopped drinking coffee I still have one cup a day um and yeah it was you know so it was a thing like coffee was a thing you know even within the mum group like we were talking about coffee and when to have it and you know what we're breastfeeding before or what the best time was and um but you know from my day job because I worked in uh 
sort of sourcing food ingredients from all over the world, uh, things from local farms and fields, um, you know, sort of trying to implement sustainable growing practices and all that. So I knew that it wasn't only caffeine of the coffee that sort of affected, um, you know, our bodies, but like pesticides and chemicals and activity levels as well, you know. Yeah. And obviously vegan food breastfeeding, you know, particularly, um, particularly sensitive to those things. And I also wasn't quite happy with the half-strength lattes, to be honest. Like, like, I don't want half strengths and, you know, all the coffee ads and all the coffee branding is always, like, full strengths and, you know, like, really just strong coffee and nothing was really going for, like, a bit of feminine touch and saying, well, you know, I want coffee, but I don't want some of the side effects, even, you know, like, feeling anxious or, or yeah, like, having those worries of thinking is it going to be... Like, your heart's about to, like explode because it's going too fast from the caffeine yeah I know um and you know or is it going to affect my baby or something so it's just one one more of the things that you worry about and um so that irked me but then how I really came about the idea was when I was uh for my job for my day job I was doing more um that so that was after maternity early was actually involved more coffee and I was studying part-time as well and I did um research in the coffee supply chain etc and was really again like disgusted by you know some of the issues around sustainability deforestation um, in coffee growing nations um, child labor uh, you know 50 percent of um, of coffee growers around the world still live on less than two dollars a day so um and then i found out about australian coffee growing coffee and i was like well you know, when that was sort of the start of COVID, and I was like, well, how, why can't I find it in um, in the shops around me? And what is this? Why is Australian growing coffee? And I can't, you know, I can't get to it or I can't buy it apart from, you know, some online companies. So that's really where the idea started. I was like, I want to do something with Australian growing coffee and I want a coffee that's actually, that's good for moms and that suits the needs of any pregnant or breastfeeding mom because she shouldn't have to feel guilty about enjoying a coffee and she actually like it should be not a guilty indulgence it should be like yes this is for me and it's good for me and it's you know it doesn't harm my baby and I can just sit down and enjoy my cup of coffee so we were meant to get married in overseas in 2020 and then that wedding got cancelled due to COVID no <laughs> <Good old> COVID <laughs> And, uh, you know, so when that sort of transpired that we couldn't go, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And then, you know, it's like I'm sort of a half cup full person. I was like, okay, I'll do a business then. Maybe I, I need to start a business. So I put, you know, the funds and the, like my wedding planning energy, I put that into finding out what I do to start a business. And, um, yes, yeah, so instead of going to Europe for a wedding, I took the family, it's like, let's go northern New South Wales, let's visit coffee growers and let's find that bean and let's go, you know, for mama's beans. So that's what we did. We went um, on a family holiday, uh, visited growers and, um, you know, found the bean that I wanted and with a, you know, producer to say I want low acidity, I want pesticide and chemical-free coffee that's low in caffeine and, you know, how can we do it? So obviously it's a lot more involved and, again, I was, Working full time at the time or studying part time, 
work was paying for my studies, so I couldn't really defer or say, oh, you know, I'm starting my business. So, um, but yeah, so that was probably, it was really hard. Um, and it was probably a blessing that I didn't realize how much, how involved it is to start your business. I just thought, oh, you know, I'll probably, I get a few bags, I got my coffee, how hard can it be? <laughs> it was a lot harder. And so by the end of that year, like when I launched just before Christmas, I was probably close to burnout. So I was like, it was like amazing when I had my the first bags of coffee in my hand. I was like so proud and I was like so excited. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it tasted amazing. I was like, I love this. And then I'm spent, like I'm exhausted. I can't yeah. really I don't even know. I can't even sell it anymore. Like I just want to sleep and lie down and <laughs> leave me alone, sort of thing. So yeah, that was hard, but good. Um, but you know, so that was really at the end of the year. And then I said, you know, I did I never do New Year's resolutions. But I remember I just had started an Instagram account as well. I was not on Instagram before. Uh, and then I did this video, really bad video, but I was just sitting down in the front of our house and I said, for this year, what I want is just had boundaries for myself and you know not not trying to do everything now all the time but just sort of accept that I just you know with what I have on hand with like a job um you know study this business and family um you know it's just not feasible and so I said okay well work is my priority like don't take my bills um I need to get the study through this course and then for business I'll just work in the gaps. I don't need to, you know, run a million dollar business in India. Um, and I don't want to miss out on time with the family and, you know, the stepchildren, they're only with us every other weekend. So I don't want to work in those times. And, oh man, it helped so much sticking to that because it just, it felt like all that pressure, my own pressure, but all that pressure I was like allowed to let go of. And I was like, yeah, my website didn't look amazing and, you know, I didn't scale as quickly as I thought I would or could or wanted to. But it just meant that, you know, I just had a better balance. I felt like present again and I really, I didn't, you know, so I didn't work weekends or late nights and um, it really, really helped my sanity and, you know, probably family and uh, well-being. So that was a long answer too. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. That's how it came about, really. I was like, no, I don't, you know, I just can't. When I found out about this, I was like, I just can't not do it. I just have to do something. I just have to bring that to the moms because I know there's so many other moms that would feel the same way. And so I just couldn't not do it. And then when I did all of it and was exhausted, I was like, okay, take a step back. Like, I can still do it. But, I mean, I just have to take it slow because otherwise I'm going to be burned out in six months and I'm going to not be able to do it. So. Exactly. Thank you for being so real and honest. It's, yeah, I feel the same with the podcast. Like at the start, I had put all this pressure on myself to have an episode out every week and, you know, push it on social media. And that's just not a reality for me right now. Um, You know, it's a lot of work doing a podcast, as you know, or any business hours go into it. You know, usually it's in our own time where we could be maybe doing some, you know, self-care, but we choose to work as well. Um, So, yeah, trying to find the balance of, oh, well, I also need time to actually sit and do nothing and I also need to find time to run my business. It's really hard, but I think it is important to take the pressure off 
because then you enjoy it more um, and, you know, you're very passionate about it and it's the same with me. We have this feeling that we really want to do it and I think if we're trying to do too many things, we get stressed and we're like, yuck, I don't want to feel like this, I don't want to be like this, I don't want to be tired, angry mum. So I think it's important to just take it slow um, it's funny, I've, I'm really into, uh, the meanings behind animals. And in the last two months, I have seen on three different occasions, a turtle, like, when do you see a turtle? Like I almost drove over a turtle twice at two different times. I had to pull over and move it off the road. And then in our backyard, a turtle rocks up out of nowhere. And I'm like, what does this mean? And it means, slowly wins the race, like slow down. It's the same with our children, right? Like I like sometimes find myself getting like worried about how much he's eating, how much he's drinking, blah, 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 blah. And then as soon as I just go, Alice, just let it go. And as soon as I let it go, it's like he realises I'm not stressing about it and then he, you know, he'll eat more, he'll drink more. So if anyone out there is trying to do all of the things, just slow down a bit. Yeah, give yourself permission to slow down and let go. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely like an art. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a journey, right? It's not all, oh, right, I'll let go today, I feel good. Like it's going to crop up again tomorrow or, you know, the next day. So it's it's not a one, one-time thing. Just, yeah, it's continuous. So it's continuous learning with it and sometimes – we're able to do it and sometimes we're not but that's okay it is okay uh, I wanted my next question was what has been one of your biggest learns as a mum yeah it actually probably follows on from the previous thing so it's you know following your own path and stuff as I said I think you know I, I went pretty well with that um but the biggest learning is to cut yourself some slack, you know, going up from that. To really just think, yeah, just sometimes you want to hold on tight and sometimes you just don't want anything to do with it. So sometimes you just want to be, you know, their mom and just be like with them and, you know, want everything off them. And then sometimes you're like, just take them away and I have five minutes for myself. And that's okay. Like, you know, we always talk about oh, being consistent, you know, being consistent in a conscious parent and all those things I love the episode last the last episode about conscious parenting oh thank you yeah amazing and um I really believe in that as well but we just can't always be that no we can't but that's really I think for me that's the biggest learning but you know as long as we can sort of be open about it and, and talk about it I mean that's what we want to role model as well right that our children because our children like they're humans and they need to feel like they can fail or they can, you know, not always get everything right and still be lovable and still be, be an awesome human, right? So, yeah, I think that sort of helped me a lot. Like thinking about it that way helped me a lot to say, yeah, it's okay. I just, you know, I didn't do that well or, you know, I wasn't, uh, maybe that wasn't the right decision or whatever, but we're going to be okay. Yeah, just sort of have that bit of self-compassion is huge I think if you can learn that as a mom you're winning yeah absolutely um 
yeah, def- I definitely think like we're human, we're our own person, like we have needs just like our kids have needs and sometimes our needs come first and the first time I think I heard someone say that was um, Tully from The Holistic Parent and a little bit of me was like, ooh, that kind of, I don't know if it triggered me or what, I was like, that sounds so selfish but it's not. Like we cannot give ourselves properly and be the best mum if we don't put ourselves first and look after ourselves. Like I've already experienced that as a mum. Like if if I'm exhausted and tired and I don't look after myself, I am a shit person. Like doesn't, doesn't work like that. Yeah, so it's it is hard to let go and put yourself first. Like it's not an easy thing. And it can often sometimes make you feel guilty, which brings me to my next question, mum guilt. It starts in pregnancy, like you said, with the coffee, feeling guilty, you know, not knowing if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And, you know, for me it was like I my diet was like impeccable because I didn't want to feel the guilt of eating something shit, which I did because for the first 16 weeks all I could eat was like... (laughs) chips and gravy because <laughs> I was so sick all I could eat was chips and gravy that's the only thing I could keep down so the guilt started very early what made you feel guilty in the early days and what group um, what guilt creeps in now well I like my guilt started as well while I was pregnant really so I you know I I didn't back at work until the very end and I really wanted to prove that I could still do it all that I could be pregnant but you know I could still I don't know go out to the parties and you know I went 20 years we went to a festival five hours away just for the one night while I was pregnant and um you know I was like yeah of course I can do that and you know I was cycling to work until I was like seven months pregnant or something so then, you know, and then with the coffee drinking, uh, yeah, so on one hand, I really wanted to do all the things and to prove that, I think especially in the workplace, to sort of, um, you know, I didn't want people to think, oh, my gosh, she's going to be born soon, you know, like, oh, she's going to be a mom, And then, yeah, like, lose that relevance. Like, it felt a little bit like, you know, people think, oh, you're going from a channel leave or, you know, you with your friends going out and stuff and then, oh, you can, you're pregnant, you're going to be a mom now. And then I wanted to say, no, I'm still the same fun person. I'm still the same, like, committed work workout. And, yeah, I really felt I had to prove something. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, so that was during pregnancy. And then, again, you know, um, Maxie was, you know, said, oh, I was a bit smaller. And so I thought, you know, it's what I'm doing. Or it's like I'm not slowing down or still doing all the things, you know, I've been adding to it. And so I tried, but put in and you know like so it's trying failing and trying again and yeah so that was a lot of guilt and it was actually you know when he was there and he was well um and he was healthy that made it a lot easier I didn't you know actually in the early days I didn't have as much guilt as I had during pregnancy because I was like yeah he's here now he's well and I can do this you know I can do this and it's funny when I actually uh, spoke to my husband and I told him about doing this podcast and he said, oh, you know, I'm talking about mum guilt. So I was like, mum guilt? I'm like, oh, is that, 
when you have a baby and you're feeling neglecting your husband, your partner, or what is it? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, honey, no. <laughs> you know, I was thinking it really made me think, and I was like, isn't that interesting that you know this like, it just shows how different our experiences are mm. as opposed to you know as the so true. And it's right. It's like mum feels is so strong, like focused on what we're doing with our kids and not doing with our kids and how we're treating them or not treating them and how we're present with them or not. And and then, you know, but really what about the relationship with our partner in that time? And is, you know, because if you think of it, it's really, I thought, yeah, I was actually, I was being a good mum and, you know, I was calm most of the time. I was very, like, I was nurturing. I was doing all these things. But that meant by the time it came to my partner, you know, I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I had no tolerance. And, uh, yeah, it was difficult, you know, even now, like even to this morning or like most days still now, like our little one comes into bed, starts kicking, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning, starts kicking around. So my husband leaves and goes to sleep in another bed because it's like it just, you know, it's kicked out of the bed basically. So I think the mum feels... Um, uh, yeah, it made me think that it's so much broader than that. So it's more about actually the ourselves as a person and, you know, feeling guilty in general. And so I think it's more not so much of how we feel guilty, but how can we do more of the things that bring us joy? And therefore, you know, as you, as you said before as well, um, be a better mom and a better partner and let go of, that guilt because we know we're confident, more confident in what we're doing because we know, like, you know, we're doing well for ourselves and that means we're doing well for our family as well. So, uh, yeah, I feel a lot different about it now and that really helps me as well to not, you know, feel, get too much caught up in the guilt bubble. I mean, you know, it creeps up and then, you know, it still comes up all the time, but it doesn't really, it doesn't consume me anymore. How did you get to that point? Is there a particular moment that propelled you into just being like, stuff this, I don't want to feel guilty anymore? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, again, like it's such a it's such a journey. I think it's only reflection. I, I think some of it was, you know, as a, for me definitely it was like, you know, I was coming from a high pressure job, like jet setting, lots of responsibility, big team, and, um, and then being a mom and I loved it, and, you know, I think, I didn't have much guilt around the mum thing, but it, I, I now realise that I really struggled with not having reward or, you know, the, like some recognition mm. or something other than not changing nappies in the day and, you know, putting the washing out. I totally understand you, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise it so much then, but I was, yeah, lots of times so unsatisfied with my achievements or you know what I thought I needed to achieve and so I think that was the biggest part of letting go and I think I only realized that once I went back to work and found a bit more of a balance again that this field was really more driven of how I felt you know I needed to be validated because I even I felt guilty about that not being enough, you know, having like a healthy child and living a good life as a happy family. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not enough. Like, <laughs> of course, that's enough. But oh. 
I get a bit emotional, hey, like listening to you. I'm just like, where does this come from? Where we are trying to reach these impossible things or like, you know, you said that you weren't getting recognition or you didn't feel like you were achieving like by changing nappies and doing washing and I'm like but we're raising a human being like whoa like what how do we not recognize that like it's insane yeah and even though I think we know that and I was like I know I'm doing a good job and I know this is what I'm here to do but it was yeah it just didn't still doesn't feel like enough sometimes does it like it's weird and I think, it, but it is like, you know, we had a massive change. So, you know, so that I came from a job. So lots of meetings, people coming to me, asking for advice and stuff. And, um, you know, and then we moved as well, like right at the, you know, we moved um, to July out of Sydney when uh, Max was 10 days old, which just happened to be that way. So I was, you know, as well, felt sort of, uh, didn't know many people, um, felt isolated. And, you know, the beach was my lifesaver. Every day I got up and, you know, I went for a walk down to the beach and into the ocean. Um, and that made everything not so bad or amazing. And um, and then mum groups, you know, we sort of I went into it like, well, which mum groups are there? I went to two mom, different mum groups just to meet some people because it was just the, yeah, the lifestyle change. And again, like I thought, you know, everything was fine and I loved every bit about it. But I just didn't recognise that actually, you know, me as a person, I wasn't used to this. I really had to adjust to yeah. learning, like learning that actually the achievement comes in other shapes and forms and it's not by, you know, someone saying, oh, you really helped me with this project or, you know, like, oh, that was a great trip that, you know, we went on. But it was like, wow, like, you know, we went for a walk to the beach today or um, actually his first smile or, you know, like, those things and they're amazing, but yeah, it, so it takes a while. It takes a learning. So I think for me, when I came out of, of that season again, um, that was like going back to work and having a little bit. Um, that's when I recognised actually. Oh, I get that. I get now. I get a little bit um, what I was missing and actually how much I thrive on that as well. Um, and I really do need that for my balance and for my well-being and my happiness and my own happiness. And again, then, you know, made me a better mom in the end. And it helped with feeling guilty about going back to work after, you know, like it was only 10 months old when I went back to work, but it really helped me because I felt that I just felt so much better again um, as a whole, you know, as a whole um, and was growing into who I was now because you lose a bit of yourself and then you're confused and think it's like, oh, I'm obviously not who I was. I didn't have a baby. And now is, you know, this baby is at all who I am. And then, you know, you come to the next stage, which is like, Phew, okay, now I'm still my own person. I have a baby and it's all going to be okay. Yeah, it's interesting how much you learn about yourself when you become a mum. Things you that just never entered your mind um, it's quite, it's quite a journey, and it's quite a trans. I'm not gonna say transformation because you don't get to an end point. You're like always growing. But if we let ourselves, it if we let ourselves experience it, and we reflect on it like we are now, 
it's amazing. And if we let it, like it can be, it can be amazing. Like growth is amazing. Um, And I'm really, I'm so grateful for that experience as well, because I mean, I became a mom pretty late and because of, you know, living in different places and working all over the place, traveling all the time. So, you know, I always, I come from a bigger family and I always thought I would have kids, but it just sort of never happened. And uh, it wasn't that I was desperate to have children. Um, I thought, oh, I definitely need to have kids. So uh, now I'm thinking of like, as you said, it's such a gross journey as well. And I just feel like so enriched by the experience and I wouldn't want to miss it for anything. And not only what, how, what we learn about ourselves and how we sort of get to feel inside ourselves, but it was also time reflecting on the relationships with, you know, like my mom and thinking about my sister and my close friends, you know, being mums and all that. It just put everything in sort of a different perspective. And I love thinking about it from that angle of now actually being a mum myself. And yeah, that was really beautiful. It is beautiful. Now, if you had a magic wand and could go back and tell your pregnant self anything, what would it be? Uh, yeah, lots of stuff that we already talked about. So I think self-compassion, uh, really listen to what we need. Like, you know, for me, it was a really, you know, I felt like I had to prove something. I had to prove, like, that I still mattered, that I wasn't going to, you know, go off on the chain and be irrelevant, but still mattered. And now, like, yeah, I would say it's like, yeah, you're growing a human. Of course you matter, you know? and that would be it like no nothing further needed so that's what I would go back and really actually be present in in that moment of like feeling the feels of being pregnant because it took me even a long time you know I didn't know obviously when we decided to have um to have a baby it you know for my husband it took a bit longer to get around because he had two kids already and then the relationship didn't work out and he was scared, right? Like he was scared that that would happen again. So um, when I felt pregnant, I just didn't, I thought, oh, maybe something's going to go wrong or maybe something, you know, is going to happen in her eyes. And so I was really, as I said, I was just doing the things I was doing all the time and not actually stopping and acknowledging and and, uh, the amazingness that it actually had. The amazing, magical people we are growing a little human yeah so that's what I would say I was like give yourself some credit woman and um yeah and celebrate it and and, you know enjoy I mean obviously it's hard to celebrate I didn't feel I didn't have sickness or anything like that so you know I say like celebrate it and enjoy it when for some I know it's just oh how do I get through you know my sickness or uh, all my issues but I mean even if you're not feeling amazing uh, just give yourself some credit and have some self-compassion to actually know what an amazing and magical thing your body is going through and doing. So that's already enough, regardless of anything else that's happening around you. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today. I love this chat. I love having a good mum chat and learning about others' experiences and you know how you got to where you are now and what you've learned it's so lovely to hear thank you so much for joining me today thank you thanks for having me on the potty
No worries. Thanks for joining me. If any of the Tired Mummy podcast episodes resonated with you and you would like to support the Tired Mummy podcast, please head to patreon.com forward slash the Tired Mummy podcast or visit the link in the show notes. Your support helps me keep the podcast going. Thanks so much for your support and the love on every episode I produce. If you'd like to follow my journey, you can follow me over on Instagram under the Tired Mummy podcast. So much love to you all. Until next time, this Tired Mummy is signing out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.